up close and personal. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, on the show, you hear from artists from lots of different genres of music. You've met rock stars, hit pop songwriters, members of famous bands, and you've also met some reality stars. We like to give you a variety of musical journeys to travel with us on. And today is pretty special because you're getting a unique look at the classical genre of music through the eyes or maybe the ears of a composer and a concert pianist. Jackson Berkey, who has composed a piano concerto, and Anne Madison, who will be interpreting his work and performing the piece at the world premiere of the piano concerto by Jackson Berkey, April 12th at St. Paul United Methodist Church in Papillion. You're getting a really unique look at what goes through the composer's mind, the pianist's mind, and the pretty special relationship between the composer and the pianist. We'll get back to Jackson Berkey and Anne Madison. So, Anne, have you discovered things about the piece? You've been playing it throughout time that take on new meaning for you the more you rehearse. Absolutely. And almost every day now at this point, it's morphing into something different. It's growing. And, you know, normally as a performer, the performers that you see at the Holland who travel around, they might play the same piece 300 times, 800 times. And there's a big difference in those later performances as opposed to the first one. Right. You think that the first one is something finished, but a piece matures over time with the more times that you perform it. Mm -hmm. So playing the premiere has its own special kind of excitement because it's the first performance and you want it to have that maturity. But you also know that over time it will continue to grow. So that's an interesting aspect of it. Yes, but there's also the energy of the first performance and the excitement that sometimes is lost on the 300th time of performance as well. Absolutely. That's the magic of that first one. Yes, but hopefully not. Hopefully Hopefully not. not. That's the goal. No, I mean, uh, in the 36, 37 years that Almeida and I toured with Mannheim, we would play between 40 and 50 concerts each November and December. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you that every concert was a first in a way. Uh Because every audience is different. They're all coming with an expectation of hearing something. In the case of the premiere of a piano concerto, their expectations are extremely wide because they really don't have anything to compare it to. They really don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I think the first movement of the concerto will especially find a home in listeners' ears because of what I did there. Okay, so now we have to ask about that. Now, the first movement was actually written after the second and third. So talk about the first movement and how Anne kind of inspired that. Yes, actually, one of the things that happened in the writing of the second and third movements is a segment of an Easter cantata that I wrote probably 30 years ago just started finding its way into the piece. And uh, when I started writing the cadenza, I wrote even more of it into the piece. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that the cadenza is supposed to be a reflection of everything that's gone on in the concerto, and this really had no place there unless I used it earlier in the first movement. Okay. So the particular uh, music from the Easter celebration, it it was called A Messenger Named John, I put into the closing section of the first movement to make a bridge to the second movement. 
And I decided just because of Anne's background and her love for the church that it might be really nice to have some familiar hymn tunes in the concerto. And so I started researching that. There were quite a few arrangements and medleys and things like that that I had put together earlier that Almeida and I used to play on piano and organ in our church services. And those I expanded the same way I expanded the piano piece for the second and third movements. Okay. The only thing I hadn't decided on quite early was exactly how I was going to start the concerto. I so just you did didn't the start I at had, the very end. The, the last thing I wrote actually was the beginning, beginning. of the concerto. <laughs> and uh, that idea came to me in a service at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. Okay. When I heard. Gustav Holst wrote this hymn uh, near the end of the Second World War, and it was an inspirational hymn that was written essentially to help the people of England. Okay. It has been set with a lot of different words, but my setting of it doesn't use Holst's harmonic structure at all. It's more tied to our current time and everything that's going on with the religion and Mm -hmm. our country. It's a melody that everybody will recognize. And the beginning of the concerto, I have to say, is one of my favorite parts. It just starts so mysterious and deep yeah, and nebulous. Yeah, very, very ah. mysterious. And then it bursts into this giant amount of joy. Yeah. Well, Jackson, it worked writing it for her yeah. and the way she's <laughs> reacting emotionally. <laughs> and then, Anne, I have to ask you, how did that feel when you heard that you were the inspiration for that? Oh, it was incredibly special. Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, it's a friendship. Right. And to know that you're known is one of the most beautiful marks of friendship. And so that meant a lot that he thought of that. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. Composer Jackson Berkey and pianist Ann Madison here on the Mulberry Lane Show. When do rehearsals start with the orchestra, or have they? Well, you know, due to the unique nature of this project, with it being a world premiere, we decided to rehearse together almost from the very beginning. Okay. Because... No one knows what this piece sounds like. Okay. Um, I think the imaginative challenge of this has been a surprise to me because I've played contemporary pieces before. But, you know, if you go to play something like Rock 2, you've heard it since you're a little girl. You, your mind already knows right. all of the orchestra parts because they sing in your mind. Uh-huh. And in this case, everything is new. And you try to imagine what it could be, because as Jackson said, on the on the music, you have notes and rhythms, and in Jackson's case, a lot of good directions, but you have to imagine it. And so the orchestra and I have been working together as much as possible. Oh, that's cool. Great. So then this concert is at 3 p.m. on April 12th at St. Paul's United Methodist Church, and that address is... 324 Jackson Street in Papillion, Papillion. which is very important because there are several churches with the same name. So please go to Papillion. Okay. And it's important to point out that Jackson will be playing on Jackson Street. No, Jackson's (laughs) music will be played (laughs) on Jackson Street. (laughs) Yes, we got to get every detail correct. This is actually one of the most important things about this. I didn't have the responsibility of learning it. I simply followed what Anne told me, which was she wanted a piece that would be challenging and that would successfully occupy her time for six months or so. And has it, in? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I pulled out a lot of strings in a lot of different places. Well, this is exciting. It will be a neat thing to be in attendance there to see this world premiere. One thing that would be interesting for listeners 
to know is that we're actually moving Jackson's piano in for the performance. Well, it's very long and it's very heavy and it's a beautiful uh, nine-foot Steinway D. Wow. That um, I pretty much conceived the whole concerto on. It's been the instrument of choice since the whole project started. And it has all the blood, sweat, and tears. It right has there. all of it, yeah. yeah. And Anne will tell you it's a beautiful instrument. It's gorgeous. You know, as a pianist, you know the sound that you want in your mind, uh-huh. and then you adjust your playing on every instrument that you use to get that sound. Okay. And I was expecting it to be easier, actually, than it was, because here's an optimal instrument, and you know in your mind what you want, but, oh, it took some time to adjust. It has such richness that, you know, you have to use it, but also control it and not have it boom out at the wrong moment. And um, it's great fun, actually, to be able to play on it. And Jackson, so you are on the international roster of Steinway artists. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's uh, something that I dreamed about from the time I was old enough to walk. It came about in 2009, I believe, as a result of concerts and uh, events out in Colorado. How did they notify you? I actually did uh, an application to them to apply, and they accept and reject people, you know, daily. And I think it has a lot to do with the history of my using Steinway instruments my whole life. Mm -hmm. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that every instrument that I had in my house was a Steinway. I have several different sized One's a B and a D and a Model M and uh, an Are these all on Instagram? And, <laughs> they're all on Instagram, <laughs> yes. Uh, oddly, when I applied, the person who was head of the Steinway Artist Division uh, told me that he had been following my career for many, many years, wow. and he was really glad that I had applied. And, of course, all these years I thought, oh, they'll never be interested in wow. me at all. So wow. you never know. And this uh-huh. is something you dreamed about since you were how old? Oh, five. I used to sneak into the hall in my hometown. From the time I was seven or so, I snuck in and pulled the Steinway Model D out from backstage and played it. So how did it feel then to have that dream come true? Quite wonderful. It came rather late in my life. It's not really an accomplishment. I wouldn't call it that so much as just it's that, that wonderful sense of knowing you're in in the company of yeah. many, many great artists and the playing the same instruments that, mm-hmm. that they all play. Well, Jackson and Anne, we want to thank you so much for joining our show today. It's fascinating hearing about the composition and Anne, your learning and interpreting of it, too. Really cool stuff. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. The world premiere of the Piano Concerto by Jackson Berkey, performed for the very first time Sunday, April 12th, 3 o'clock p.m. at St. Paul United Methodist Church in Papillion, performed by the orchestra and featuring pianist Ann Madison. A unique musical experience you don't want to miss. We'll be right back to wrap up today's show. You're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show.